Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. It is Teacher Appreciation Day, so thank you, homeschool moms, for all the hard work that you do. Your kids may not appreciate it now, but they will someday. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this week's podcast. So let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Hey, everybody. This is our second take uh, because Ben forgot to hit the recording button two minutes ago. Um, I'm a little more perky than I was a few minutes ago, so this is even better. Um, I am like tired. Uh, it's been a long day here in uh, northern Indiana. The sun was shining and it was about, uh, I don't know, high 70s today, which yeah, uh, they were about the same temperature yesterday, but it looks like rain's moving in and it has been glorious after a soggy, wet spring. And uh, my wife is sick, so. Uh, she was up early this morning, and so I was up early, kind of being the nurse and taking care of my bride. And um, but it got me going this morning, and so I was out working on our RV because we're getting ready to take off um, tomorrow late afternoon as we make our way down to Mobile, uh, Alabama, for the Teach Them Diligently, Diligently uh, convention down there. We're super excited. In fact, uh, if you're listening and you're the first person who comes up to me at Mobile. I'll give you and says, I don't know what you say in Mobile. Uh, I don't know what you this say. This is a Southern accent. You'll be good. A Southern accent. Well, that'll be everybody. I know. So if but... you come up and just say, I'm a smiling homeschooler, the first person who comes up to me can have your a free CD of your choice, an audio CD, which has some kind of value of like 60 or $70. Um, but you could probably buy them for $6. Um, but uh, so come up and say you're a smiling homeschooler. And even if you're not the first, come up and say, hey, uh, and uh, we'd like to just uh, talk to you, meet you. So anyway, I'm tired. My legs are sore. My knees are sore. My joints are sore. Um, I'm just sore all over. Um, but uh, uh, but we're excited. Um, uh, the water is high up here, so we're been cutting our grass. And I know Ben, your grass—you finally cut your grass. Yep. It was a little looking a little ragged and it long was. over there. Well, yeah, it was it was first time, and it barely—I mean, it was it was long and bogging down the mower and everything. But it's you know the first mow, it was good, it, and we didn't think it was going to happen because the mower wasn't working. But thankfully, got it running and it went good so hopefully i won't have as long in between any future ones so it should be uh should be good to go but i always liked mowing i didn't really growing up but now it's like super nice i like just like it putting on a podcast of, yeah. and just kind of zoning out so uh, it was no, fun i like it too. on a nice day well, at least. I, I don't know if you knew, knew this and i only knew it because uh google reminded me with their little google doodle that today is national teacher appreciation week um, so homeschooling mom, you're a teacher. So I hope you do something special for the whole week. Um, in fact, today we're a little late today. So maybe tomorrow you could start by, since it's your week, you could get up just a little bit later tomorrow. Uh, maybe enjoy the day, uh, do something a little bit different. Maybe go out for lunch. Uh, and I, and now don't expect your husband to say anything. If he does, then you've got a really amazing husband. But even really amazing husbands don't know it's National Teacher Appreciation Week. And your kids, they probably won't say anything either. But you know what? They do appreciate you. And even though uh, they may not say it now, uh, and I'll ask Ben. Ben, you know, looking back, I'm, I know you didn't feel super appreciative of the whole process because you were a kid. But now as a homeschool adult, do you feel appreciation for being homeschooled? 
Oh, yeah. And I mean, we've said it before, but uh, I think like, I don't know, probably a couple years after I graduated was when I was like starting to not just think about, I don't know, whatever else, you know, maybe after I met my wife mostly. But that was when I was starting to really like be like, uh, look back a little bit more and be like, man, I'm so thankful for what we went through and uh, being homeschooled and uh, yeah, I appreciate it all the time. But obviously at the time I did not display that to mom very well, but you know, I mean, hopefully she knows later on that it was worth it. And I mean, she did a good job and both of you did, but you know, sticking to it, even though we might've fought you sometimes and we might've complained and argued or whatever else, but knowing what the, the right thing was and sticking to it, you know, regardless of all the, uh, of all the dragging of feet or, uh, making it difficult, you know, cause it, there's a lot more at stake than just, you know, having fun time all the time. So, I, so what do you, what do you appreciate most? I mean, I know it's kind of on the spot, but what do you appreciate, you know, looking back, um, you know, cause I know a lot of moms, uh, if, especially if they grew up in the system, they're so fearful that their kids are going to miss out or, and dads especially are so fearful that their kids are going to miss out on these special memories, you know, like, uh, I mean, you've never had a locker, you never, you know, went to the prom, you didn't do all these things that are school things. What did you appreciate well, I mean, most I think about being the big one is like, yeah, maybe you didn't have a locker or go to the prom, but you develop a relationship with your siblings that will last an entire lifetime that's a lot more worthwhile and valuable than, you know, either of those things, I would think. Um, so I, I think that's one of the things I appreciate the most, just through the time I got to spend with all of my siblings and parents, you know, I think that is super. And on top of it, obviously you got to work, you know, from home, which is, you know, extra benefit, but, uh, right. but spending that time with mom. And then also I think later in school, like more in high school was the ability to not just do the exact same thing, you know, as everyone else, if I, you know, the way I did my college, as I've said before, that's something I couldn't have done if I had been going to school. Um, you know, just that flexibility, I think was, was something now looking back, I'm like, I'm extremely thankful for. Um, and I just think the strong foundation of belief wise, you know, having what truth being reinforced all the time, you know, I think is, is really important. You know, I think it's interesting is like, you know, sometimes people, when they send their kids to Sunday school, you know, let's say they go to another church or something, you know, sometimes they're like, ah, you know, you don't know what you're going to get taught. Or I know like one of my friends is a youth pastor and he never likes going anywhere else where anyone else is teaching the youth kids because he's just like, what are they, what is this other pastor teaching? You know, he's like, I don't want to have to unteach it, you know, if they go to a mm. camp or something. But like, that's what, you know, not nonstop and it's not all biblical, but, you know, I mean, school is, it can be hours and hours a week of something that, is not truth and i'm glad that i got to you know be taught uh godly stuff every day uh which i think is something i appreciate how about now. a memory how about a memory? i'm like when you think of like and it doesn't have to be anything really profound but like what's a memory when you think of homeschooling what do you picture in your head like do you have like a certain time like i mean just like like when i went to school you know i can smell my elementary school you know, sitting there in the fall. What do you have one of those kind of memories? Mostly, I think it would be probably just being we had an attic that uh, we had dad painted like a circus tent, you know, with stripes and stuff. And we had a little desk there. That's usually what I think of when I think of it, just because we spent at least younger, you know, most of the time there. When I was older, it wasn't really as many of that kind of memory because it was a little bit more independent. So it wasn't like I'm just sitting there reading my stuff, just being like, man, this is such a good memory. Um, but younger for sure, you know, doing like my 
cursive or whatnot, you know, or stuff like that. That's usually what I kind of think of. And I mean, real early on is probably the most like the one I just flashback. It's probably when we were more like, you know, eight to 12 or something like that is probably the like the ones I think of the most probably around that era. But, you know, mostly mom being a little, you know, a little crazy at the beginning with all of her stuff, you know, and then (laughs) Ben was the one who would call me when I was at when I was a pastor, he would call me and I would get and he'd go, Dad, you need to come home now because mom was losing it, which is I don't even know how you do that, because like now, you know, knowing how work works, you know, it's just like you can't just drop everything and leave all the time. But. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, sometimes. as a pastor, we only work like one day a week that's anyway. True, that's true. Right, Cheryl? Because uh, her husband is a pastor. Um, hey, you know, and so moms, your kids may not appreciate everything about you and homeschooling and what you've done for them because it has been a sacrifice. It's not easy ever, you know, um, but one day they will. Um, and so, you know, I was even thinking as I was, ta- I had dro- jotted some things down on the back of one of our homeschool encouragement cards. And if you haven't seen these, um, that's what they look like. Uh, you know, there's a cartoon on the front um, and on the inside it says, don't grow weary, you can do it. Or it's one of those other, uh, you know, I'm praying for you today. We have a pack of 10 of these. Um, they're all different. Um, and for, for less than a buck, you know, even mailing it because uh, we offer free shipping. Um, you can encourage another homeschooling mom because, you know, there are a lot of moms out there who need encouragement. You need encouragement. Um, but maybe you could take the homeschool bull by the horns and send one of your friends an encouragement note. Again, you can find it on our website at smilinghomeschooler.com uh, and just look in the, the store there. Hey, Ben, why don't you do a commercial now and then we'll kind of make right. we'll change. I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Our family has used Teaching Textbooks for nearly 10 years, and we have loved almost every minute of it. Their new 3.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever, and you can access it from Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones. Each and every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbooks stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure that they are learning and check their progress. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun, and you can visit their website, teachingtextbooks.com, to check out a free trial and view a sample lesson. You can also visit their booth at the local homeschooling convention. Thanks to Teaching Textbooks for all their support. Well, hey, let's uh, just a little little bit of change of direction, um, because I've been getting my RV ready today, uh, getting ready for our second trip of the season. Um, And I tell you, I always get a good feeling whenever I'm inside of it. I always get a little nervous. But I always have that good feeling because it just feels like, you know, we're going on an adventure. And today I did something I have never done before. I pulled out our little camper that we uh, bought from uh, some friends of the family last fall. Um, it was this uh, this this family that had covered the entire United States in this little camper with five daughters. Um, and now they're all grown up. And this trailer... It's almost like a legend was passed to another family, um, and they had it for, I don't know how many years, five, six years. And as they finished up with it, they sold it to us. And so now it's in our family. And it's inside of it is like stepping back into 1968. I mean, it's got paneling. It smells like an old camper. And 
Uh, it's almost magical, but it is uh, small. Uh, like the table behind it, you is about the size of the camper. I mean, it is tiny. It, I'm joking. It is but tiny. It it's is, got it's a small. one bed. Uh, it's got a little dinette and then a little tiny sink that's about this big and a stove top. And uh, my friend Marshall Griswold, he uh, did the inside of it. But uh, Ben and uh, his family are going to go with uh, his in-laws camping this weekend. So you're, you, I, I was talking to Rissa today, and she said she's cleaned up your camper. So you're getting ready to hit the road, huh? Or well, not too far, I mean, right? We're not going very far. It's only like maybe 40 minutes. But yeah, hopefully it goes well. I was trying to caulk it this weekend because there's still some kind of water leak in the front corner. And the back bottom underneath it is there's a board that's just soaked, and I have no idea where it's coming from. So you know, we'll see. Hopefully it goes well, but it's, yeah, I mean, you're always going to have issues, I guess, with water damage on the older yeah. ones. I mean, it's just something, or any of them really, because even the brand new ones can leak easily. But so yeah, we're going and hopefully it's good. I don't know. It's for two days, so we'll see. And then two weeks after that, we're going again. But uh, it's the first time I've like ever really just gone camping, camping, because we've always been other than Fort Wilderness, which is our yearly vacation, but uh, just hanging out for a weekend. So we'll see. Should be good, hopefully. But then, well, you know, I think the, the cool thing about camping is, and I was just going to encourage you, Mom, maybe you've been thinking about camping, maybe you've thought, been thinking about getting a little camper. You know, uh, Ben paid very little for his and redid the whole thing. It really is amazing. Um, we've paid very little for ours, and, and they're even cheaper out there. And you can get some super great deals, and in fact, you can even rent an RV. Uh, you can go to our other website, familymanweb.com. And you can check out RVShare.com, and you can rent an RV and test it out for a week. Um, and here's the cool thing, because as we were talking about adventures, and uh, I talked to lots of moms even this past weekend when we were at the Fort Wayne, it has a name, Fort Wayne Homeschool Convention uh, in northern Indiana. Um, I, I talked to several moms who were talking about going camping and taking an RV trip and going on an adventure with their families. Um you know, one time I asked my uh, uh, the website or the email that I have for men, and I asked them what was their favorite memory growing up. And I bet you at least 80% said their favorite memory was camping. And, uh, you know, even then I thought, wow, that, that's awfully powerful. Um, Mom, and I know maybe you're thinking, oh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, Todd. I can cook all weekend and uh, take care of the kids while my husband goofs off. Um, you might need to work through that part. But I think there's a lot of um, adventure that awaits you for stepping out. And some uh, dad, uh, they asked me this past weekend, they said, yeah, we're, we're planning to do something like that. You know, we'd like to, to get a, a little camper and we'd like to travel part of the country. Um, and we're planning to do it, he said, when we retire. Um, and he was still pretty young, but he was in the military. And I said, oh, when do you retire? And he said, oh, in six or seven years. I, and I said... I'd do it before then because you never know what awaits you. Um, you know, I, I've got I got an email from a mom who said she and her husband were planning to take their kids on a family adventure of a lifetime, and she was writing to tell me that her husband died, and that she was going to take the kids anyway. Now I'm guessing they had lots of good uh, reasons for, you know, for not going. Um, maybe they, you know, finances were tied, or maybe they couldn't get the right. Their kids were younger. But they should have done it anyway. They should have scrimped. They should have made it happen because then they could have experienced that all together. Now the husband doesn't care. He's in heaven. Um, but uh, he, his, the kids weren't able to experience that with their dad. So, and, 
go ahead, Ben. Well, I mean, and one thing I think to remember is, you know, if you haven't done camping before or haven't done a trip like that, like, it's probably going to be hard. There'll probably be kids crying. There'll probably be, you know, we'll what get do you mean probably? Or, yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong or darn, this is going to be a terrible memory. It means that even though it was tough and it poured down rain and your tent got soaked or whatever, like that stuff all later on, everyone's going to remember that all of that and fondly. I mean, it's very rare that I've ever had like a bad experience or you've had a bad experience where you don't look back and be like, oh, there was an aspect of it that was fun. You generally don't remember that stuff or at least right. in a bad way, I feel like. So I, well, I, I think I even think the movie RV and I'm not yeah. recommending it, but you know, it's this movie where they uh you know robin williams and they have this terrible experience everything goes wrong and at the very end they're like let's the do it says, again yeah, he's like that was the best vacation ever i think or something like that so, yeah, yeah something like That's, that you're probably doing it right if it seems like everything's a disaster when you're doing it you know exactly because the thing i don't know about you uh ben uh the thing i re- will remember is not just seeing all the places even though you saw a lot of neat amazing places i think i will always remember just the times, you right. know, we camped in Walmart parking yep. lots and rainy days and hot days where mom went into Goodwill for the third one in the day, yeah. you know, and we just sat outside and watched a, another episode of Gomer Pyle or Hazel yeah, for or, sure. or, you know, and those are the yeah. things I'll, I'll remember forever. It's hard to remember, so. I feel like, seeing something incredible. Like, that's a cool memory in a moment, but it's hard to remember, like, a single moment. But I feel like spending long periods of time with a family together in something like that you remember those feelings because it's the same thing for a while. So it makes a lot larger impression than just like one moment of like, oh, we spent 10 minutes looking at the Grand Canyon. Like that's hard to remember exactly how 10 minutes feels in your life other than right. something yeah. horrible happening, I guess, you know. But when you're spending hours and hours just sitting there together doing something even mundane, those build a lot bigger impressions, I think, in, 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 right. a, you know, in a memory than anything else. So definitely agree with that. And the, and, and the cool thing about like the uh, vaca- that you know, travel part or even just going to a campground is that it kind of slows you down. It puts you all together. And that's the thing about a camper. You, don't, you, you can't spread all out. You have to kind of do it all together. And it forces you. And before we we camp out on our last few minutes, um, I I can remember talking to a mom who um, she said, well, you know, my husband, he never wants to go on a vacation. He just won't. He doesn't make it a priority. He never wants to go camping. He never wants. She goes, I would be happy just with a weekend tent camping in a state park. She said, but we never take one. And as she was talking to me, I mean, her eyes filled with tears. Mom, maybe you feel that way, you know, and I know this mom was trying to be, you know, the perfect help meet uh, and not trying to complain. And you don't have to complain. But, you know, you can talk to your husband about anything. You can say, honey, our kids are going to grow up and we're going to miss this. We don't take advantage of it now. What would it take? for us to go on on this trip. Hey, would it be okay if I told people, you know, at church that we're thinking about going camping or whatever? It, it's amazing what people will offer you. Um, I think in two weeks, we're loaning our trailer, to, our little camper to another couple, you know, just because we have it, we're not using it. There are other people who would love to take it, to offer that up to you, whether that's a, that might be a, a home on a lake, that might be, so, again, just approach your husband and say, would it be all right? You know, and again, I don't know many husbands 
who wouldn't say, sure, let's, uh, we could try to go look that, you know, go that direction. And it wouldn't have to be just camping, obviously. I mean, that's one thing right. you can do, but it could be any kind of type of trip. And I saw one of the guys in chat here, uh, Brody said, uh, I think or it could be his wife. It's a double name, but we are running into issues camping with our family of nine. It seems many campgrounds have limits of six people per site. Have you ever had these issues? Um, <laughs> and the answer is yes, we have. Yeah, I mean, we, I can remember being a, in Virginia. They don't expressly ask. <laughs> I feel like we've sometimes done that. If they don't, yeah, we're kind of the don't ask, don't tell policy. If they don't ask, <laughs> yeah, we don't tell. Right. Um, um, but but uh, do camps, do state or you know national parks ever have those limits? I don't remember that. The only time that we, and again, uh, we haven't, we're not probably a great sampling, but the only time I remember being at the Virginia Beach State Park, and they were like, you know, uh, you're only allowed to have eight per site. And, and I'm like, well, we have 10 people and they're all in our family. Right. And I complained a little bit and they finally are like, oh, you know, that makes sense that you shouldn't have to. <laughs> so, you know, I think if you pursue them a little bit now, I, I'm not nothing against like a KOA campground. But those people, I mean, you talk about expensive. It gets expensive when you start adding in all the people. Right. Um, but I think a state park or something like that, we, we really had very little problem when we showed up and they're pretty um, hands off usually anyway but yeah the ones yeah, that are real yeah. particular but yeah hey the last thing i wanted to talk about was something that i just thought about not too long ago i was looking over at facebook and cheryl plort if you're still here this is where i wanted you to to voice your um voice your whatever voice um uh i was just looking over at our facebook page and was talking about uh you know we posted about the national home the national whatever teacher appreciation day and i saw that several of you said something about oh this is the week of testing this is where we do the you know somebody was offering iowa standardized testing you know helps and um and i was just i, I looked at the states that uh have mandatory testing and i noticed that were there were about 22 of the states um, that do do that. Indiana does not. So therefore we do not test. Um, but Cheryl, if you're still there, uh, I saw that Florida, maybe I should, maybe you shouldn't post this because maybe you don't do it. Um, uh, that Florida is one of those mandatory, mandatory testers. Um, is she there, Ben? Can you tell? Uh, I don't know if she's still there. I well, if you're so. there, would you tell us maybe in Florida, how you handle that? Do you have to, um, do that? But let me just say, because, and again, we're just about out of time. Uh, moms, here's the truth. The only thing that testing measures is how good you are at taking tests. It is not an accurate measure of learning. Um, you shouldn't, don't believe that it is. Because it would be easy if your kids do really well on the test to feel, oh, like, oh, we're doing a really good job. And vice versa, if they don't do well on the test, you think, oh, I have failed as a mother. You know, it is not a measure of that. In fact, if you have to test, I know that I saw that a lot of tests, they don't even require you to 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 hardly show anything. And there's no consequence if they if they don't test well, um, even some of the states that do have consequences. It doesn't seem as though they enforce those very often. Um, and again, because it's not a measure, I just I was looking for a site and maybe if you have a an input you can you can she's let me chatting know chatting below saying she's still here but i don't know what you want her to say or if you want me to chat I, yeah, it or... you know maybe you shouldn't answer cheryl but uh i'm just curious how you you handle that um maybe you should go with send a... us a message and then next week we can uh, we can maybe talk about it 
Yeah, well, I'm just curious, and and we'll we'll send the child protective services your way if you don't do it. Uh, I'm kidding, um, but I just saw a thing uh, on uh, you know on the internet about a a dad who's offering coaching for homeschoolers um, to help them their kids test better and to get in the schools they want to get into, and he w- and he was using the example that his 11 year old. Um, almost got a a uh, thirteen hundred on the SAT. You know, he was eleven. He said, he, and he hadn't even had math for the uh, last three years because when he went, by the time he was eight, he was already in calculus, and uh, he was kind of touting it like, "I can help your children become that way too." You know, that is just a bunch of baloney <laughs> because I don't care what you would have done uh, with my kids or with me. You know, I would have never been able to do anything even remotely. That is not because of that dad. That is because of God creating a child like that. And, Cheryl, and so, go ahead. Oh, Cheryl did respond here. She said, I don't think it's mandatory for homeschooling here because we have not. Uh, she said, we do have to be evaluated by a registered teacher each year by our sign-on date. So that, you know, maybe she could go into more in depth on that at some point. But uh, so... I well, I, and, and just because, and maybe that's the truth, you know, because a lot of what I'm hearing from homeschooling moms, and we've had these discussions a lot lately in my house and with others, is that some of the things that you believe, moms, is not the truth. You know, you, you'll say things like, oh, we have to do, we have to be tested, when that is not actually true. And sometimes even you'll go to sites that are, um, uh, supposed to give us the best advice and what they often say is no it's not required but it's not a bad idea you know but it's not a bad idea is not the same as it's not required um so don't you feel like you need to test if you don't have to test i'm just going to encourage you not to test it doesn't measure anything it's not accurate and it really only puts stress on your kids and it puts stress on you. And then you look at your kids like they have not only failed you, but they have embarrassed you. And, uh, and, and it puts a lot of pressure on kids. So if you have to take tests, don't show your kids the test scores. And if you have to take tests, don't even look at the test scores yourself. Because, again, it's not a measure of anything. So Cool. Okay, we're out of time. Uh, we have just rambled on about different things. Uh, I hope it is encouraging because that's our desire. You know, again, the whole pers- purpose of the Smiling Homeschooler uh, podcast and our newsletter is to encourage you and your children to smile. And if you're not smiling, that means you're not doing it the way God would have you do. So maybe you can relax since it's a teacher appreciation week. Um, maybe you kick back a little bit. Maybe you enjoy the uh, spring weather. Or maybe if you're down in Florida or you're down in a warm spot or over in a warm spot, maybe you just enjoy being together. And of course, that should make you smile. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. This episode was a little all over the place, but we hope you still had fun and found it encouraging. We want to challenge you to try to make some great memories as a family this spring. We also want to thank our good friends at Teaching Textbooks for making today's show possible. You can learn more about all the great math products, view a sample of us, and check out their affordable pricing at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a wonderful week, and as always, keep smiling.
just fine.